0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cincinnati Real Producers podcast, powered by Nextdoor Photos. I'm Patrick Braddock, owner and publisher of Cincinnati Real Producers.
1: And I'm Daniel Ziegler, owner of Nextdoor Photos. Every week, we're getting to know Cincinnati's top realtors.
0: Our goal is to elevate and inspire the real estate community throughout greater Cincinnati.
1: Well, today we have Hannah Downs with Sibsi Klein Realtors. Hannah has been licensed in real estate since 2020 and already her career sales volume is an impressive $16.7 million. In 2022 alone, her volume was over 7.5 million. Hannah shines on social media, earning her a spot on Property Spark's top 100 agents on social media in all of North America. She is also the proud recipient of the Ohio Realtors President Sales Club Award And top ten percent in Ohio award for 2022 and 2023. She earned Sipsy Klein top and premier club member status for both years as well. Welcome to the show, Hannah Downs. Hannah, welcome.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: How's it going?
2: I'm good. I'm good. What an honor to be here.
0: Well, thank you for being here. I know that we've uh, we have featured you and real producers as an on the rise agent. Um, You know, with Sipsy Klein, you're. Your social media is insane. You're crushing it, uh, and I—I I would assume we're going to dive into that here in a little bit. But like, um, you know, part of our podcast is to really get to know you as well. So, um, kind of give us a rundown on you. Like, where are you from? Um, How would you get into the business?
1: Yeah.
2: All right. Here we go. Let's, let's, dive let's just in. dive in. Let's, let's, let's just do it. So, born and raised, Cincinnati, and right here. I never left. Uh, grew up in Westchester That's awesome. and then I went to the University of Cincinnati. I actually thought that I would leave Cincinnati my whole life. I was mm-hmm. that Cincinnati and that always said, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. Um of course college is a little expensive to get out of here, sure. so <laughs> stayed locally and after college I ended up getting a job in the pharmaceutical industry uh at Medpace, so I was right nice. in Madisonville. I lived in Hyde Park and when I moved to Hyde Park my eyes opened. I learned a whole new side of Cincinnati. I grew up, all I knew, yeah, was Westchester. That's about it. Maybe Mason. Right. Suburbs. (laughs) So, yeah, suburban life. I never really knew what all Cincinnati had to offer. So Especially
0: that area. It's just architecture. I mean, it's just beautiful down there. It's a lot going
2: on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. I grew up, Westchester has changed so much, but I grew up nearby farmlands where Kroger wow. is at now. You know, that's where we used to go get our pumpkins. unbelievable. <laughs> so when I moved to the city life at UC, it was a little different for me, but I sure. knew it's something I wanted to explore. Um, I never knew what I wanted to do growing up, but I was raised to go to college, get an education, get a good job, make money, be happy, yep. raise a family, you know, just the typical stuff. So when I went to the University of Cincinnati, I originally was going to be a teacher. Um really? my mom was a teacher, my sister was a teacher, so it's wow. just kind of in the family yeah, for the family business. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean awesome. I really do love the creativity aspect of teaching and you know just being a leader and teaching others what to do. Um, when I took my in-classroom hours, uh, I had to do that on my spring break in college. So Mm. people were out partying on the beach and I'm at independence elementary school with a bunch of third graders, uh, you know, how long is a school day? What six, seven hours a day. Uh And after that week, I just realized, is this what I want to do forever? I'm going to school to graduate from school. Yet I'm gonna be stuck in school, stuck in school yeah. forever, yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm one of five kids as well. And of wow. course, I want kids in the future, but do I want to be surrounded by kids forever? Every day, yeah. You know, <laughs> and it was just eye-opening for me after that week, and I realized, you know, teaching isn't for me. Yeah. So of course I, I had no idea what to do next, but my dad's like, you're staying in school. I'm like, should I go be a hairdresser? I can't be a I don't even sure. know how to do my own hair. I, I don't know how to curl my hair, so.
0: So did you stay in the same major then?
2: Um, so actually I switched. Okay. Um, I then went into journalism, which completely changed my life. Wow. Really? High school, it's really math, science, language arts. You, know? you don't really know what you want to do and you don't really know who you are. Mm-hmm. And after I took all of my normal classes and got into journalism, I realized that I was creative. I found a love for that. And um, my dad did have another discussion with me, you know, things are changing in journalism. There aren't gonna be newspapers and magazines mm-hmm. anymore. Is that the industry you want to go in? I knew I loved writing and being creative. So I realized, you know, why don't I go into marketing? And then I also minored in public relations. So same thing, but you can go bigger with that. Right. Um, and then I switched from print marketing to thinking I wanted to be in the news. Oh, nice! Um, which is I ironic, see that. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm talking right now and I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so the irony. Um, and so, just found my love for being creative, whether it was print marketing, digital marketing, talking to others, you know, communication, just all of that. Yeah. Great. And um, I realized when you get into marketing, you have to be passionate. You have to love what you're going to market or else mm-hmm. the creativity isn't there. Sure, it's true. And so, you know, I finished off college and I worked at a restaurant and everyone's always like, "Well, what are you going to do with your degree?" Like, that's, you know, right. nobody gets a big job doing that. You know, it was really it
1: kind of discouraging word? or Yeah, it was yeah.
2: really discouraging yeah. because it just felt like, you know, there's a big world out there and I know what I want to do, but I didn't know what I wanted to market. Sure, right yeah. and you know there's kroger do i want to market groceries honestly not really mm-hmm. right <laughs> you know i remember there was an eco friendly company i'm all for you know friendly economy but was i Creative about the water systems and writing about that? Not really. I remember applying for the job and they said I had to write a blog about the water systems. And I just sat there at a coffee (laughs) shop for like two days. What? It was the (laughs) worst blog I ever submitted in my life because creativity just wasn't there. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: so you know, then I got into the pharmaceutical industry. I always wanted to do real estate though. You know what's better than marketing a city that I love, or I was getting to know and getting to love. Sure, I love the aspect of just marketing myself, putting myself out there, um, showing everyone who I am, and then marketing beautiful homes. I mean, what a dream! Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, there's something to say about Cincinnati because it's a melting pot of of homes too. Like like we just talked about, the architecture in Hyde Park is going to be completely different than the architecture or the homes up in Westchester or the West Side. You know, like. And then the city, the down, the downtown cityscape is just like, it's phenomenal. Like it's music hall and all these other places that are just architectural dreams, mm-hmm. yep. you know, the, to have the access to be able to, you know, kind of see that stuff every day and show these beautiful houses and stuff like that, I think is... It's pretty cool as f- as far as Cincinnati's concerned. So
2: that's right. When I went to UC, I had never lived in a historic home, and I'm yeah. like, "What is I this?" <laughs> so different from the suburbs. But exactly. it opened my eyes. I mean, I absolutely love everything <laughs> about <laughs> Cincinnati and exploring. And that's I'm awesome. so grateful I never left and you know took the time to just get to know the city rather than staying in one small town.
0: Right. How long did you do pharmaceutical?
2: So I got into that industry right after college. Um, I decided. I was passionate about that. So my little brother, he actually went through a clinical trial. Mm -hmm. Um, Not a lot of people know about my personal life, but my little brother, he has special needs and um, he has sleep apnea. So he would stop breathing. Um, when he would sleep, which means, you know, Scary. there are masks for that, but when your special needs, you want to take that off. You don't understand what it's mm, for. Sure. So he went through a clinical trial. It was an eight hour surgery to get a pacemaker. Oh, wow. And actually the first round was unsuccessful, but the second round was, and it completely changed his life. So one of my college roommates worked for and introduced me to that industry. And um, for pharmaceutical, they did device and drugs, but it was everything pre-marketed before it hit the market. And knowing that that's literally what saved my younger brother's life, mm-hmm. gave me the encouragement, You know, gave me that push. This is something, sure, yeah, yeah. This is something I'm going to be passionate about. Absolutely. Like it hit home for me. So I applied and I thought I got my dream job. Yeah. It's funny because on my Facebook memories, it popped up. Two or three days ago, one of my current clients right now still works for, mm. and I sent it to her. I'm like, this is so funny. I'm like, I got my dream job. Like, this is the best. That's day. what you had posted? Yeah. Like, I thought that that job was like my forever. Like, uh-huh. I, you know, just like in the movies, you know, you get your big girl job, you feel like such a boss, you know, you get to wake up every day. And I thought, you know, I was going to conquer that company. And, you know, i could if i wanted to but i realized it wasn't for me the industry is so large mm-hmm. that i was a minion yeah. yeah i worked my ass off i'm sorry you might have to be <laughs> <off. laughs> you might have to beat be- that out um i worked so hard every day because i had the passion and what was just so frustrating to me is that it's just it's one of me i worked so hard and i felt like to get myself to the top My education wasn't there. I have a marketing major. I worked with people who were doctors and nurses. Mm -hmm. I got lucky getting into this industry and I wanted to climb my way up to the top in pharmaceutical sales, the whole pharmaceutical sales uh, division at that company. All men, one female and she was about to retire.
3: Mm. So
2: I kind of took a step back and realized, is this what I want to do? Is this for me? You know, I have the passion for it, but I just kept thinking about real estate every day. Yeah. Backtrack, before I got into real estate, when I was in college, I told my dad that's what I wanted to do. Oh, really? He's in sales himself, he's a financial advisor. So, you know, same kind of overall industry. And he said, absolutely not. You are too young. And I'm not paying for your lifestyle while you're on commission based, (laughs) Uh... (laughs) which is understandable. I did not expect my dad to pay. I'm one of five kids. Yeah. But um, he's like, you're too young. Who's going to buy a house from you? That's just not what you need to do. You need a steady job. So really, I stayed in college. I got good grades. I did it all for my dad. And I love my dad. But there came a time where I would take walks around the building at lunch and I would just think about real estate all the time because I knew that's what I wanted to do. Mm. So I made a plan saying, when I turn 27, I will get my real estate license. I started saving right then and there for real estate. Like my dad said, it's commission-based only. I have to provide for my lifestyle, pay my bills, and you'll get paid when you have a closing.
3: Um,
2: I started that job in 2018 and I was 22 or 23 at the time. I started real estate in 2020, so I was not 27. I took a leap of faith way earlier than I ever expected during COVID, and I am so grateful that I did that. I actually called my dad for his permission to take my real estate classes. He didn't pick up the phone, and I realized, why do I need his permission? I can provide for myself. I have the money for this school. I'm gonna do it. I clicked start classes after I sent him a voicemail, and, and just never looked back.
0: That's good for you. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, good for you. So when you got started, um, you're you're with Sipsy Klein. Yes. Your social media, and this is what we were talking about earlier, has just has exploded, and you're you're so good at staying consistent, um, branding yourself, getting um, as much material out there as you can. And it's it's obvious because you're on everybody's feed. I feel like I, I see you pop up on mine all the time, and I'm like, there she is. There I she did is. it. That's <laughs> so, what I need. So yeah, so yeah, you're hitting the algorithms just right. Good. But um, you know, how has that affected your real estate business?
2: Oh my gosh, it has made me very, very, very successful, and mm-hmm. I am very grateful for social media. Yeah. Um, it's how I grew my business. It's where I get all of my business and it's amazing. I hope it doesn't stop yeah I don't plan on it stopping but things change you know right. social media wasn't here how many years ago so mm-hmm. who knows what will happen in 20 years but I'm taking it now and I'm right. running with it sure <laughs> that's awesome so I kind of had a social media presence prior to real estate I loved social media and blogging and I was going to create my own blog um, so I kind of had been working on that in the background, especially during COVID because I had all the extra time. Sure. So I kind of shifted that from just overall me to as soon as I got into real estate, I let everyone know. I put in my bio oh, yeah. in real estate school. Yeah. <laughs> I posted on my stories every day, working on my classes, whether it was just in my apartment or at a coffee shop. Every time I passed a test, I let everyone know. And by doing that, before I was licensed, literally before I took my test, I had my first listing ever for $425,000. Like it was lined up and ready to go. So as soon as I took my test, it was going in my name on the MLS, and I was ready to sell it. That's a lot of pressure. It was so much <laughs> pressure. I'm the worst test taker. That's incredible. Taker. Yeah, yeah. Like I. Yeah, I really got
0: to pass this. <laughs>
2: yeah, oh my gosh, it was. Ugh, I'm so bad at tests. I, I'm a creative, right? So yeah. you're either really good at test taking and you know math and science and all that stuff, or you're really good at like presenting and being creative. Yeah. Uh, tests, no. So I mean, that's so funny. It was a lot of pressure, and I passed uh, the Ohio. Yeah, the Ohio, but the the national, it took me a couple times, but I passed and I got my listing, That's but awesome. all from social media. So it's, it's really changed my life. Well, I think you.
1: it's a brilliant strategy, actually, because one of the challenges that we've talked to multiple guests on this podcast mm-hmm. about is the challenge of getting into real estate is... The fact that you're commission only, and you're pretty likely not gonna see a commission for six months, nine right. months, your first, you know, good, first year is really up yeah, in the air. Yeah, it, yeah, it oh, is. Yeah. And to be able to hit the ground day one with a listing is like that makes that that makes that bar a whole lot lower. You know, makes that sure. first year a lot easier.
2: Most certainly. And when I had switched careers, I was a hundred percent real estate. So in real estate school, I treated it like a nine to five job. Um, I didn't have to go in person. It was all online during COVID, Uh but I knew like, this is what I have to do. I have no other choice to make money. I'm not going to go work at a restaurant. I'm not going to get a part-time job. I'm doing real estate. I'm all in like, I'm ready to go. So
1: I think that's brilliant too, because too many times, if you have something to fall back on, it's too easy to just fall into that comfort of like, well, you know, I'll just do this a little bit more to make up. And then before you know it, real estate is taking a back seat
2: exactly and i've had a lot of people offer me you know side jobs throughout the years and i just tell them you know no i'm focusing on real estate if i want a side job i'll work for a top agent i'll go show houses like i can make money showing houses for busy people at my brokerage and that's what i did you know my money is in real estate my time is in real estate i am not focused on anything else
0: so were you on a were you part of a team at all or is it, it was just helping out?
2: Yep. It's always been home with Hannah That's Downs. awesome. Good for you. <laughs> so, I mean, I've always been by myself, although I did start at a different brokerage and I transitioned into Sipsi Klein within my first year um, just because I felt like I could grow more at this other brokerage. Sure. Um, there are some top agents at our office, especially right behind you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have some great agents at our Sipsy Klein Montgomery office, and it's just an honor to be surrounded by them. Yeah. So I took it in, ran with it, showed up at the office every day. Uh, we have a very successful and busy agent, Jerry O'Brien Lofgren. Yeah. And she saw me in the office every day and she swooped me up. She put me under her arm and, you know, I helped her out for years. And if it wasn't for her handing me things on the side, like, whether it was showing a home, showing up at an inspection, doing all of her marketing paperwork. Like the first time I went into a million dollar home in like my first or second year was because of her. Mm-hmm. So I learned how to talk to those clients. I learned how to market those types of homes, how to do the paperwork. So I just got busy, not only myself, but with helping other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Jerry cause that's- Love her. That's, that's pretty amazing. And like you hear this across the industry of like, Yes, there's plenty of, there's plenty of you know listings. There's plenty of pizza for everybody to eat, you know, and there's a lot of misconceptions about real estate when you hear these stories of, of people helping people. Um, I think it's because Jerry probably recognizes that not many people can stick around, right. not many people can make it through the first few years and really grow a business in real estate. So for her to take that that leap of faith on you as well is pretty awesome like Mm -hmm. help you out you know and it it also ultimately helps her as well but like you know that had to be more beneficial for you to be able to learn from her and 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 she got a little out of it as well so that's 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 pretty awesome i think so
2: yeah it's just such a great opportunity overall and so much respect for her and you know i just i can't thank her enough
3: yeah
0: that's good
2: yeah
1: yeah Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And I think what's interesting too, this has been another common theme with our guests on this podcast that came about because you're at the office, right? Right, Showing up at the office and being there, it's, you know, it's a job that you can very easily do from home full time, except for, you know, maybe the occasional closing at an office or whatever, but showing up at that office and being there, and being seen and seeing other people having those elbow to elbow interactions. That's where that opportunity came about
2: exactly and you know just being available being ready to go no matter what if someone asks Mm -hmm. for help you know the first couple of years be that person that is ready to help even if you know it sucks that you have to go show something 45 minutes away at 6 30 p.m (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: great discipline though yeah not everybody has that so oh yeah I think that's that's a great testament to your to your work ethic you know because some people are like oh it's 45 minutes away I'll tell them i can show it tomorrow you know like right. yeah you know what what injustice are you doing your clients when you know you can go tonight mm-hmm. you know so oh, yeah. good for you That's
2: yeah awesome. i mean i always tell myself which it's good and bad because you know work-life balance but if you're not available there are 10 other agents that will be waiting so you're links. lucky yep. enough mm-hmm. to have this client work with them and give them the best service because they don't have to work with you they can pick anyone else sure so
0: well, and, and that's the difference between a top agent and a real estate agent. Um, from my experience in this industry, top agents recognize service is the key to everything. So being able to sit there and say, I don't care about the closing table. You know, obviously everybody wants to get into this business to make money. If you're If you're gonna sit in here and say, I don't wanna get into real estate to not make money, you're crazy, right? Everybody wants to make money. So, but if you can take that that mental aspect of the business and say, we'll get to the closing table if I can provide this best service mm-hmm. to the client. You know, like if I can give you that service and make sure that you're happy through the process, not only will we get to the closing table, but then you may refer me to a friend. Right. You may reuse me down the road. You know, like, and that's where I think, that's where I think the top agents in this market really separate themselves yeah, because they recognize If I treat you as well as I can and do whatever I can to help you, good things will come of it. You know, it's like business 101, right?
2: Yeah. I always tell myself, you know, don't worry about the paycheck. The money will always come. Focus every day on showing up, serving Mm -hmm. all of my people. You know, just focus on that, focus on growing, and, you know, the money will come. But sometimes it may take
0: an extra month, like,
2: right. But it'll come. Yeah. It'll come. Just keep showing up every single day. Yeah. And Good you know, you. being the best version of yourself for your clients awesome. and other agents, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So as a, I'll call you a social media influencer yeah. agent. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean you absolutely are 100. percent. Your social media is just yeah. on fire. Followers, um,
0: you have like 40,000.
1: I mean, it's crazy.
2: I just did get to 10k. 10k. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So that was really cool.
1: So I mean, as a social media influencer agent, I mean you don't have to give away all your top secret to success here, but what do you think is most important for agents on social media? What should they be doing to be, you know, to have some success or to, you know, to earn business using social media as you do?
2: Yeah. Number one is be authentic and be you and show up consistently. Um, There are obviously so many agents throughout, not only the tri-state, but just everywhere. Um, And you could see the same post (laughs) through everyone. So, you know, Find something that is special to you and market that. An original maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Be original. Be you.
1: I mean, it seems like consistency is a big part of it. I mean, you were talking about it in terms of consistency showing up for your clients, but consistency on social media as well, just showing up there every day too, right?
2: Yep, That's true. And you know what? If you don't have the time to brainstorm a post, get your phone out, record yourself doing something, whether that's writing mailers, I mean, cold calling just in the office take that video, put it together and post it on social media. Day in the life as a real estate agent yeah. or
3: yeah.
2: like I said if you're writing letters, videotape yourself doing that and post it. It shows your value as an agent and it's easy content. So yeah. yeah. Um, I
0: think that's everybody's biggest issue. That's definitely mine is is content, you know, and trying to be original with it. Like yeah, we do certain posts every single month. That are naturally always going to be there, but like, what do you do to set yourself apart? And I think you've done this really well. um, But I always forget to just pull my phone out. Like Mm -hmm. it's just so hard because it's so second nature to you,
2: right? It's what I love to do. And the average, the average,
0: the average person isn't thinking about, oh wait, let me get a picture real quick, or let me do this. Right? Because I try to do that with everybody that I interview. Yeah. You know, I think you and I have done that when we had our interview together. I was like, "Can I get a picture?" And you're like, "Yeah, I'm getting one too." You know, like (laughs) you're like like the five previous real estate agents that I interviewed, I forgot to get pictures. You know, so then it's you know, even though we're still working, we're not. It almost feels like it's validation that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. when you do post on social media. I
3: don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a habit that I've always had yeah. and you know my siblings my friends my boyfriend probably want to kill me because i am that girl <laughs> that will be like wait i gotta take a picture of yeah. this like for instance um i do a lot of uh, local collaborations so one of my biggest one was king's island i'm like a big ki fan nice. typical cincinnatian and they reached out to me to do a campaign Sweet. which is really cool is. um and i you know i'm gifted in certain ways and they're like we'll gift you four tickets to kings island you just need to give us this content and i'm like what three other friends can i invite that aren't going to get annoyed of me because we're not going <laughs> to enjoy kings island yeah, i'm going is to be videotaping yeah. yeah and taking pictures of everything and they're going to be so annoyed but like it's a habit yeah. and um you know just get in the habit of recording things you know even if you're sitting at the closing table just snap a quick picture at closing yeah. Um, you know, and if social media isn't your thing, but you have something else that you do record yourself doing that. I know people have been very successful on open houses. I have not actually, I have gotten one lead from open houses, but I know people that built their business on that. Right. Maybe just take a video at your open house and post it on social media, yeah. mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. So is there ever a time where you feel like everybody's staring at you when you're posting or when you're recording stuff? Because that's, that's another fear that I think a lot of people might have. It's like, all right, here I am. And like, I'm, I obviously don't look like you, (laughs) you know? So like, I'm sure it's a lot easier. for It's a lot easier for you to pull out your phone (laughs) and be like, you know, this is big dude over next to the Cincinnati sign covering up half the sign. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's not nearly as, as good looking. So um, <laughs> do you ever feel like people are staring or is there is there ever an anxi- anxiety with that at all or?
2: Yes, I do have a lot of anxiety about it and I get really nervous sometimes, but it's just something that you have to get comfortable with. People are going to look at you, but they're gonna be on their phones later that day looking <laughs> at my post. Sure, <laughs> <yep>. sure. <laughs> People will look, but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm either going to be insecure about people looking at me or I'm going to continue growing my social media. This is what pays me. This is what pays my bills. This is what I love doing. So, you know, I just got to remember the end goal and just take a deep breath and go through it. You know?
0: That's a good point. I don't yeah. get paid by social media. I'd probably be a little bit more comfortable doing it if I was getting paid and well, certainly well, you know- to be- Kings Island, think about me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean it's not only just getting paid by brands, but it's, that's where I get all my clients. Like I'm not kidding. 98% of my clientele is social media.
3: That's
0: insane.
2: It's, it's crazy. I don't know a lot of my clients until they DM me and I'm so grateful for it. But like if Instagram went away tomorrow, (laughs) don't be surprised when I'm door knocking. I don't want to door knock, but I will have to do that. Yeah, You know? (laughs)
0: Well, I find that to be amazing because that that can open up so many more avenues, you know, if you're providing the right service to those, those clients, you know, it's not just your sphere of people. Now you're having Daniel's sphere and Pat's sphere and people that you've helped spheres. So like, I'm guessing that you probably work all over the city. There's not, there's not a general area that you concentrate on. Right.
2: So I am pretty out and about, um, (laughs) I would say I am an Eastside-ish okay. agent, Cincinnati Eastside. So, you know, I live, you know, right by Rookwood in the Oakley area and uh, my office is in Montgomery and I grew up in Westchester. So mm-hmm. literally between downtown in Westchester and then out East. If I have to go out West, I will. Don't sell a lot of homes out there, but yeah, I have people DMing me from all over the place. Yeah. Um. So. Do
0: you ever I- get, you ever get messaged about outside of cincinnati like i do like far outside
2: actually yes i do i do get a lot of relocation whether actually they're moving to cincinnati from out of state Mm -hmm. i just helped clients from california actually i just had another person from california hit me up texas i mean lots of places florida but i even have people who need to be you know living in new york city new mexico you name it i've got it and i'm very lucky to have a great network And my most recent listing was from someone out of state. They found me and I do have to pay a referral fee to them, but they found me from social media. So um, it's it's great network to have. And then just one quick comment about that. I heard this the other day and I found it very useful for social media. All you have to do is take a video and post it. And, you know, I get hundreds and thousands of views. The message is going out to hundreds and thousands of people rather than cold calling. You know you have to pick up the phone and it takes so long to call 200 people but within a few minutes with one click of a button on social media the message goes out to so many more people yeah. so really it's find powerful. yeah find your niche find what you want to do and just get it out there yeah.
1: absolutely yeah so i Damn. bet now you get all your leads you get all your business from social media which is incredible because i think there's a lot of agents and a lot of ex- experts in the industry which would who would tell you it's a waste of time and yeah. yet here you are proving them wrong now, I bet, though, that you probably get some pretty interesting messages mixed in with all the business as well. Have you gotten any really
2: uh,
1: funny, sketchy, interesting DMs? Oh, what's, your, what's the best one you've gotten?
2: Oh, geez. Actually, that's funny. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I do get some bizarre people. And, you know, a part of my business practice is, are you pre-approved? What's your first and last name? Email, cell phone number, and send me a picture of your driver's license. If mm-hmm. they don't send me a photo of their driver's license, it's a scam. Mm-hmm. They're a creep. It's not going to work out. Right. So that's my. It's a good it's
1: idea. A, yeah, it's yeah. definitely you got to have some processes in place if you're yeah. working with total strangers, like especially because
0: real estate can be dangerous.
2: Oh my gosh!
0: You know it can be incredibly I have the
2: dangerous. Craziest stories.
1: I bet. Really. I mean, are you able to share one?
2: So this could be a whole other episode. <laughs> and i hope they're not listening because they're probably out to get me and it's really creepy so this person yeah they found me online and we had an online consultation they're moving from florida to cincinnati which First off, that sounds crazy. Who moves from like <laughs> Clearwater Beach to Ohio? Yeah. But in my instance, You've like seen the um, rivers, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, from like blue Talk waters to brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and like it sounds crazy, but then once again, like I just relocated two people from Cali, uh-huh. and you know I relocate people from all over the world. So like, of course, I'm like red flag, but whatever. Let's yeah. just keep it. Cost moving. of living. you know. Yeah. It's great Work. They were moving here mm-hmm. to work in Cincinnati. I'll yeah. leave it at that. So we have our consultation online. I have a consultation with every single one of my buyers. Like I need you to come to my office and I want to meet you because one, I meet you online. So if I meet you at my office, I know you're safe. And two, I want you to get educated from the process from start to finish. So once we home shop, all we have to do is write a contract, and you already know everything that's in there. Right. Um, so, anyways, have a consultation online, ask for the pre approval because all my clients are pre approved prior to their showings. Yeah. Sends me a pre approval through Chase Bank, looks legit, set them up on a search, and they're looking in all my niche areas Oakley, Hyde Park, Marymont, Madeira. That's where I work and where I live. Well, since they're out of state, we did Zoom call FaceTime. So it's once. To- which, once again, that's normal for me because Mm -hmm. that's what I do. A lot of people out of state, like my FaceTime tours, 10 out of 10. (laughs) I'm great at it. So, you know, I am spending all this time showing this person Zoom showings, and it starts to get a little bizarre because I started noticing every house that I showed them was vacant, and then I started sending them other homes and they wouldn't want to see them. They only wanted to see things that were sitting on the market for a while and that were vacant and in the market that I was working in, things that are on the market for a while, like that's not a thing. Yeah. And one random day, I'm on Facebook on the Cincinnati agents group. And someone said fake pre-approval letter alert. Uh, just wanted to give you guys a heads up, completely different name for my client. But I still messaged the lady because I had this bizarre feeling. And then this, like, a lot of other stuff happened. Like I said, this could be its own episode. But I messaged this lady and come to find out that this lady sent me a fake pre-approval letter, reached out to Chase Bank, the NMLS number on it, fake. That lender wasn't real. She was using a fake phone number to answer the lender's call and using a voice changer. She or he, I don't know. She said she was a woman. But... Like, I don't know so there's so many levels to it. And I come to find out that she, this person was only doing it to younger blonde agents. I'm surprised the board hasn't sent out an email, but this is the most creepy, creepiest thing. So for creepy. all I know is they're local and they were waiting outside of each vacant house right? for the sure. right time that to happen. That is really scary. Um, I submitted contracts for them, got them an offer submitted, ghosted me, didn't submit their earnest money, which makes me look like a clown. No other agent it happened to got to writing a contract. And then this person also sent me like a gift card, Bath and Body Works. And I'm like, wow, what an honor, like you sent me a gift.
0: We didn't (laughs) even buy a
3: house. Yeah. Yeah,
2: like I can't believe I made it this far. So I mean, it's just so you don't know what their end goal is. They find you online. It is just bizarre. I, I know that was really long, but. Gosh, that's scary. It's really creepy to think about. And that's when I changed my ways. I need to ask for an ID every time. Yeah, right. Just because there's creepos You've really out there. You really got to protect
0: yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I had someone today text me Hey, do you want to go take photos with my private jet at CVG? Okay. First off, who has a private jet at CVG? <laughs> <laughs> We'd be going to Lunkin Airport. Right. And second, it's just people get my number online. It's bizarre, but. That's scary. Anyways, yeah, interesting. Scary, creepy stories, but I don't mess around. So if you're yeah. watching this yeah, and you want to play a prank on me, I'm not the girl. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I may have blonde hair, but I can fight. <laughs> I'm smarter than you think. I graduated with a three nine GPA. There you <laughs> go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, smart. Mm. Anyways, yeah.
0: Um, so. yeah. What do you like to do outside of real estate? Like, what are your passions?
2: so that's a hard question for me to answer because i used to say i loved social media and blogging for fun but yeah. now that's work for me so right. i'm so, yeah. really trying to figure out what i like to do again um love being outside uh, love going to like sharon woods alt park yeah i have a little dog bear he's my life <laughs> i don't have any kids so he is my baby that's awesome um and then i love to work out so i go to orange theory and i go to pure bar and that's my community. I love all the coaches there, all the members. Like, they're my people. So, you know, if I don't make it there one day, it just it doesn't feel right. So, sure. Yeah.
0: Gotta get it in. Yep. That's right. Yep.
2: That's, that's awesome. That's what I do. So, you know, I'm not that interesting. You try. <laughs> that is a not long. true. No, I actually don't travel a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. You
0: did mention you've never been out of the United States, the continental United States.
2: Yep. I've never been out of the United States. You're taking
0: a big leap. I go am. to Canada. I'm going to Canada this weekend. <laughs> Let's do it. So I'm there nervous you go.
2: and excited. That'll be awesome. Um, but yeah, we're fostering a dog right now, so I love dogs. Oh, cool. My boyfriend says it's not the right time and we don't need to keep her. What do we do when we travel with two dogs? I'm like, babe, we don't travel. When do we
3: travel? <laughs>
2: like, it's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, maybe I'll get more into that, but uh, especially before we have kids and get married, sure. I just... Work, 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 love Cincinnati, go. which is kind of sad.
1: No,
0: it's That's awesome, all. Yeah. Cincinnati's a beautiful city.
2: Yeah. I
1: love what you do. So, yeah. yeah, Nothing sad about that. Well, we have one last segment we want to do, which is really to just get some advice from you for newer agents and mm-hmm. for buyers and sellers. Uh, but before we do, we want to thank our other partner with this mm-hmm. podcast, which is Back to Back Ministries. We're actually in their studio space right now. I'm super grateful to Back to Back for letting us use this space and uh, wanted to give Absolutely. a quick plug for them. Um, So do you have a desire to serve vulnerable populations? Do you want to connect with a new culture and experience life from another point of view? Join back-to-back on a Discovery mission trip. Providing holistic family-style care around the world, Discovery trips allow you to join a team singularly or with someone you love. Through play, work projects, and learning more about life in a different place, you can be involved in providing care for today and hope for tomorrow to vulnerable populations. So we're super grateful. Oh, and you can learn more at backtoback.org. We're super grateful for back to back letting us use this wonderful podcast studio. It's an awesome studio. Yeah, super grateful. So as we kind of wrap up here, we wanted to ask you, Hannah, if you have any advice for new agents getting into the business, um, or if you'd rather you can share about uh, advice you might have for buyers and sellers, we can do both.
2: Awesome. So newer agents, uh, some of my biggest words of advice are to learn from others, but don't learn from too many people. Hmm. You can hear so many different words of advice, but that could spread yourself too thin, you know, find something that works for you, take it and run. Like I touched base on earlier. I know agents that have built their business on open houses. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: I am not there yet, but others do that. I know agents that have built their business on mail. Very, very, very successful agents. I am sending mail. I have had one lead on it. I'm trying my best. I know agents that are great at door knocking, cold calling, you name it. There are so many things that you can do to build your business, but figure out what works best for you. So for me, it is social media. So I'm taking that and I'm running and you have to stay consistent with it. So don't compare yourself to others. You know, if you feel like your social media isn't there, you know keep working on it but that's not the only way that you need to get business i think that that's kind of like the biggest thing that everyone talks about right now um but just know that it's not the only thing don't beat yourself up over all of your followers there's so much business out there so many ways to get it just figure out what works for you um and then find the right mentor find the right person mm-hmm. like i said There are so many agents out there. You can get so many advice from so many people. Um, But once you find that right person, just link with them and just learn. Be a sponge.
1: So good. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great.
2: Um, Advice for buyers and sellers right now. Hmm. um, Rather than listening to the news, reach out to a real estate agent. We are here for free advice. You do not have to be buying and selling to talk to us about the real estate market. Mm -hmm. Um, The news can be Sort of negative. Um, We're in this industry every single day. Most of us are. And, you know, I love to be a resource for real estate. So if you're nervous to reach out to a real estate agent, don't be. That doesn't mean that you have to go buy a house tomorrow. You know, if you're thinking about buying your first home, but you don't know where to start, it's okay. Reach out to me now. We can create a plan, whether it's four months, two years, five years, you know, just use a real estate agent to the best of your ability and last but not least do not google anything reach (laughs) out to a real estate agent i tell all my clients that you know what you can find on google is different from state to state yet Mm -hmm. city to city what rules are in cincinnati are different from dayton so you know we all love google (laughs) but reach out to a real estate agent we have everything that you need that's awesome
1: that is great advice good advice i like that yeah absolutely well we don't do this for everyone but as you're an influencer, how can our listeners follow you? Where sh- where should they find you?
2: Awesome. You can follow me at Home with Hannah Downs on everything. I'm on YouTube, LinkedIn, of course, Instagram, Facebook, Threads, I mean, Lemon8, like all the most random apps, Pinterest. I will be out there. It? Yeah. So just, yeah. Man. Home that's with awesome. Hannah Downs, HWHD. Thank you so awesome. much for having me. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming on. Thank you
1: been a pleasure absolutely
2: see you on the gram there it is
3: (laughs) See, see you there